Dear Poilam, as I am writing to you this very moment, the situation in Hong Kong is still unfolding. Emotions are running high as the crowd has been staying in the streets for more than five days now. In fact, I have not returned home for five days and four evenings myself. But this Thursday's night was different. The students have set a deadline for the chief executive to step down by midnight, or they would block all avenues going to the central government office and the chief executive's office. The police has also announced that they would not tolerate such behavior. As a legislator, I feel compelled to stand with the students, and I want to do all I can to protect them by being there. Therefore. I'm not sure if I can update you with the latest. If I'm arrested by the police because of being on site, in fact, I was arrested and detained for ten hours by the police last Saturday for trying to stop them from confiscating the sound system when it was being transported to the scene. While I can still write, I want to tell you that I've seen the most beautiful side of Hong Kong in the past few days. One slogan wrote by the protesters impressed me most: "Peace is our most powerful weapon." I'm sure you've seen the horrifying images of police using tear gases and pepper spray on the crowd and students who did nothing but simply sitting down or raising their hands up high to show that they were non-violent. Because of their peaceful protest. And people saw excessive force being used by the police. More people came out to support them. In fact, it was estimated that at the height there were more than two hundred thousand people on the street. The areas that are occupied by protesters now include the Central, Admiralty, Causeway Bay, Mongkok, and Chimsachui. Knowing that it would be impossible to crack down such large crowds in so many areas, the police has almost retreated completely in the past two days. However, as the deadline for the chief executive to step down was approaching, the atmosphere was increasingly tense. Fortunately, C. Y. Leung made an announcement at the eleventh hour that he would send the chief secretary to dialogue with the students. The heads of University of Hong Kong and the Chinese University came to the scene to provide moral support, and called for keeping calm and peace. The atmosphere has become more relaxed for now, waiting for the dialogue to take place. I have been spending most of my time in the street, talking to protesters, taking pictures so that I can update the public through posting them on my Facebook. And trying to offer assistance wherever needed, I also participated in offering lectures to protesters on site. If you were here, you would be able to observe the most amazing things. Without any organization giving them instructions, protesters are able to set up many stations on site to provide food, water, goggles, masks, and many other necessities. First aid stations are manned by voluntary nurses, or even doctors, or anyone who is willing to lend a hand. Protesters also formed volunteer teams to collect garbages. They set up recycle booths so that all plastics, papers, metal, and other recyclables are not wasted.
Social workers have formed volunteer teams to provide counseling and conflict mediation services. After six days of occupying the areas, protesters are able to keep the place clean, and everyone is able to express freely in many different forms. Some choose to create slogans on paperboards, while others write their wishes on colorful paper tags and stick them on the walls, even on the side of a bus that was deserted in Mong Kok. Many public areas have been turned into democracy walls. Yellow ribbons are everywhere, and used umbrellas are being used to create artistic sculptures, or slogans are written on them to show the wishes of demonstrators. Secondary school students holding up slogans asking for civil nomination and genuine democracy. A group of dancers performed on site to promote love and peace while entertaining the crowd. Gypsy music was played in front of the Academy of Performing Arts, which was turned into a refuge for protesters who were escaping from tear gases at the confrontation that took place last Saturday. In different spots, protesters are given the microphone to speak their minds. Everyone has a turn, and when the heavy rain pours, people choose to stand firm and stay where they are. I was there when the yellow rain warning was in force. The rain was so heavy that the supply station near me was flooded. People began to move the station to a higher ground, and all of us nearby gave a hand to move the supplies without regard to the heavy rain. Not a word was spoken. Everyone just did what had to be done to save the supplies. This is just one of the many incidents that I have come across at the scene. That when something has to be done, all we needed to do was to make an announcement. The next thing you know, the job is done. People are extremely helpful and self-disciplined. Most of the protesters are young people, but there are quite a few professionals and working-class people as well. A young girl in a wheelchair told me that she wanted to come to show her support, even though the government has blocked the lifts that are necessary for her access to the site. Many came after work, and yet many others took leaves to come to show their support to the students. Everyone chipped in, and everyone insists on making his view known in a peaceful manner. Not a single piece of glass is broken. After tens of thousands of people took to the street for six days, and even after the police crackdown attempts, this is the beauty I have seen in the past few days. Unfortunately, the government has been rather non-responsive so far. There is really no question in my mind that Hong Kong deserves a better government. Sincerely yours, Fernando.